Another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, for watching. Really appreciate it. This is going to be a fun episode today. It's one, you know, we, we try to talk to CVSA every year, and we are again this year as well. We got Jeremy Disbro. Uh, you are the roadside inspection specialist over at CVSA. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Can I just get a little bit uh, info about your background uh, in the trucking industry? Yeah, so um, I actually joined CVSA uh, at the beginning of this year after retiring from 20 years as an Arizona trooper. Um, so I have a law enforcement background and I also have an investigative background with commercial vehicles and uh, instructing uh, federal courses as well. Oh, man. So uh, you've, you've seen some things. Yeah, here and there. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the craziest thing you're allowed to talk about that you've seen out from uh, from a commercial vehicle? Oh man, there's, there's a million of them. I would think one of the ones that always stands out to me, it's not necessarily crazy, but it was a, probably a life saved. And it actually came from road check a couple of years ago, um, wow. stopped a truck right at the top of a hill before it was getting ready to go down a, uh, a very steep, uh, decline, uh, did my level one inspection, opened up the hood and realized the steering components were no longer connected. They were just sitting there and friction was all that was holding them in place so had he gone down that windy mountain road there's no question that steering column would have fallen off and he would have lost control and probably killed somebody going down that grade but mm, wow that's 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 scary but uh I, that, that's terrifying um what uh you know you, i guess like what your role is now with cvsa so you you've got that background you've seen a lot you know you've been part of these inspections for several several years now let's kind of just talk about what you're what you're doing at cvsa yeah so my role at cvsa it's a little bit of everything but it involves training of not only inspectors but providing you know guidance and and feedback to industry as well um that's that was always the passion of my job was teaching courses to troopers and now I get to do it for troopers and for the industry side and and that's really enjoyable to me because building that partnership I think is really important and um, I, I've never been a fan of the us against them kind of attitude I, I like working together in partnership and that's what we do now so um, training is a big part of it uh, also focusing on the driver side of inspections is is kind of my specialty so I, I like doing logbooks and ELD type questions um as well as road check which is assigned to me also and that's always been a passion of mine it's a great great enforcement campaign and a great educational outreach campaign so absolutely so let's talk a little bit about international road check this year when is it and what is the point of emphasis yeah so this year it falls on may 16th through the 18th it's a three-day 72-hour campaign um, the focus this year, it changes every year based on what we discovered from previous years. Um, mm -hmm. so this year's focus is primarily on ABS or automatic or anti-lock braking systems. Um, and the other part is on cargo securement. Those are our two kind of hot button issues that we experienced last year. So yeah, so was you just seeing a lot, a, a spike in instances for those? Was that the, was that the reason that the emphasis came about? Yeah, the way they determine that is the International Road Check Committee gets together every year, actually a couple times a year at least, and analyzes the data from the previous year. So it's not just kind of pulled out of a hat. They look at the data from the previous year. They determine what the, the highest frequency of violations were. And in this case, braking has traditionally been number one for the last few years at least. 
Um, so they're focusing on braking and analog brakes is a huge part of that that gets overlooked a lot of the time. So that's a big part. Um, and then the other part is cargo securement, which typically falls in around our number four or number five violation nationwide. So actually throughout North America. So when you're, you know, like, I guess we could just maybe talk about, you know, your, your basic process on the inspection. So when you're talking, we're talking about anti-lock braking system, cargo securement, what are the processes? What does it look like for someone that might be part of one of these road checks? Yeah. So if you've never been inspected before, inspectors follow the same 37 step procedure provided they're doing a level one inspection, which is typically what, what inspectors are going to do. So a level one inspection is a full inspection. It includes looking at the driver's credentials, the log books, and also the in-vehicle uh, from top to bottom, underneath, everywhere. So they, they look at all the components and they follow a 37 step procedure. Kind of a cool thing, but if you go to cvsa.org and look at our website, you can actually download that inspection procedure. So there's no tricks, there's no secrets. It's any inspector, I'm sorry, any driver can look at those and see exactly what an inspector is going to be looking for when they inspect their truck. Okay, so what are the what are the red flags you're seeing with the anti-lock braking systems? Uh, typically, they, I'll tell you the number one issue we're seeing is they tend to grow duct tape over the light so it doesn't blind the driver anymore. So then we have to go in and remove the duct tape and figure out that the light's on alerting the driver that there's a malfunction. So mm -hmm. um, being a little snarky on that, but that's typically when that light <laughs> comes on, it indicates there's a problem. And a lot of drivers don't want to take the time to take it in and get it looked at. So they end up sticking tape over it. Um, that's usually a dead giveaway that there's a problem. Um, but really, it's a very simple check. You just get in your truck, assuming that the truck was built after 1997 and the trailer was built after 1998. Uh, you get in the truck, you turn the key on, and it should cycle the light on on your dashboard and on the trailer, and then it should cycle back off. Uh, that indicates, just like any other light on your instrument panel, that the equipment is working properly. If it stays on or it doesn't come on at all, then you know there's a problem and it needs to get taken in for service. It was with with cargo. What are the what were the big things you guys were seeing as far as use cases last year? What what were the trends there that that you're paying attention to this year? So typically, it comes down to the driver responsibility. That's where we find most of the problems with cargo securement. It's not that it's not secured properly at the beginning. I mean that does happen, but a lot of the time, what happens is when a driver hits the road and they're driving a thousand miles, they never check or recheck their load periodically, and so we get loose tie downs. We start finding that loads shift. And then it ends up falling from the vehicle and causing collisions and things like that. So really, I think, I mean, the focus is on cargo securement in general, but we really want to emphasize the importance of checking the load, uh, not only before you pick it up, but throughout the trip. And what, what the regulation says is actually within the first 50 miles, the driver is required to stop and recheck it. And then every... Uh, three hours or every 150 miles after that, whichever comes first, the driver should be stopping, just yanking on the tie downs, making sure they're still tight, uh, making sure that nothing is damaged or shifted. That's really what we're targeting. Jeremy, I have to confess something to you. Um, I've never told anybody else this before. Uh, the only time I floss is right before I go to the dentist, just so my gums don't bleed. Uh, and I'm not trying to necessarily, we're not necessarily trying to forewarn, you know, uh, you know, truck drivers, but we also, you know, Hey, mindful of the things that are, you know, that are, that are important. Um, obviously we're having this conversation, but what are the things that a driver can do to prepare for one of these inspections? Not necessarily just to make sure they're compliant, but what are good, what's going to help that process 
uh, when you finally get to it. Well, I'm glad to hear your dental practice is the same as mine. So I, <laughs> I frantically floss right before I go every time too. So, um, and that just makes it worse because they know you did it, right? right? And the same, actually, it's actually a really good analogy because the same carries over on the enforcement side. You can tell when somebody, you know, tries to get their truck in order in 10 minutes versus taking care of their truck long-term, right? Um, so it's actually a really good analogy on that. Um, I might steal that from you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Really, what we're looking for is proper pre-trip inspections. That's what it comes down to. Road check, let me tell you right now, road check is not designed to be a gotcha detail. It's not designed to mess with people. It's announced for a reason. It's to create awareness and try to create a safety environment and a safety mindset for drivers, for enforcement, for everybody. So that's really the target. And there's no real tricks. Like I said, the 37-step procedure is on our website. You can look at it. You can see what's going to be inspected. And coincidentally, it's very similar to what you learn when you get your CDL mm. uh, to do a proper pre-trip inspection. So I know it goes without saying, but a proper pre-trip inspection is really the key to it. Making sure you actually get out, get your fingers on the components, give the bolts and nuts and everything a twist with your hands, make sure they're tight, look for cracks, look for damage, look for bad tires. Uh, quite frankly, inspecting the brakes is really important and it gets overlooked a lot. Drivers tend to look at their braking system and assume, well, I have automatic slack adjusters. I don't really need to check the, the push rods or anything, but it doesn't work all the time. You really, nothing replaces a human set of eyes looking at the, the vehicle and making sure that everything is in proper order. And if it is, and you take care of the little stuff as it comes up, you won't have big stuff. You won't have to be placed out of service. You won't have issues. So really just taking the time to to do a proper inspection is is critical to it obviously there's you know there's an uptick in inspections during road check week but you know how do you you know what 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 advice do you give to a truck driver to stay inspection ready all year so the the pre trips are huge yeah. um that'll keep you ready for the equipment side of it the other suggestion i always give carriers is preparing your driver on the document side, because that really causes delays during inspections. It can cause frustration for the driver and for the officer sometimes. Um, but if a driver knows where all their paperwork is, if they're carrying paperwork electronically, which is allowed now, um, that's definitely a paper saver, but you have to be able to present it. And that means if you put it on your tablet, you need to be able to show that tablet to the inspector. And the quicker you can do that and the more it appears you have your things in order, the smoother the inspection is going to go. Um, same with ELDs. A lot of drivers, you know, they they just let the ELD run their hours of service for them, but they don't really know how to transmit their logs. They don't know how to navigate the system. So just tinkering with it and practicing with it and learning how to transmit your logs when the officer requests it is a huge time saver. And it shows you take pride in your job and that, that you know what you're doing. Mm. That's Jeremy Disbro with CVSA. Jeremy, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. No, you're welcome. It was great to be here. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Make sure you go floss. That's going to do it for the Successful Driver Podcast. Thank you all so much. We'll catch you later.